0: Hello and welcome back to k Commons. I'm your host k and I hope my listeners are having a fantastic week so far. Okay, so, diving right in. Our first reading was Folk Dance, Father Music, Mother Dance uh, by Rosa Guer- Guerrero. And the second was Piercing the Mask of Japanese Dance Theatre by Helen Myers. Um, to kickstart this combo, I just wanted to say that I really love the core purpose of folk dance, uh, which was stated in the reading, and it said, Folk dances of all types bring people together to celebrate their differences as equals and create a sense of mutual respect and community. Um, and I think that's how it should be. I really wish that all dance was like that, no matter the style, um, and yeah. I also heavily resonated with the author's statement, um, when she said, a true American is made up of a combination of many beautiful cultural groups and individuals, all of which contribute to a shared weaving. Um, I could not agree more because that should also be the core of this country, and it's, it's really devastating that it's not, and you have racism and hate instead, but once again I see a glimmer of hope. So maybe things will begin to make a change for the better um another section i loved was when the reading discussed the great cultural flow of humanity it stated that we all bring something unique to the fabric of american life and we all uh are and we are all threads interwoven um which i love because i think that's just so at ah, heartwarming to hear that every single person and their culture matters in this world. Um, and it just personally makes me want to cry in like a good way. But um, Something that surprised me while reading is that 50% of the students that, that the author had hated their culture and thought their language was dirty and inferior, which they were referring to Spanish. Um, and that made me so sad because... It's where they come from, and they should be proud of their rich Hispanic heritage, but I can also understand why, because I'm sure they have experienced plenty of adversity, racism, and hate, and they might be afraid to receive even more of that kind of treatment, so they may see an opportunity to not claim their Hispanic culture, so that they may suffer less. Um, And I'm sure it's just a horrible position to be in, and I couldn't tell you which is right or wrong, because I have absolutely no idea what it's like by any means. Um, But I would be curious to hear your own opinions, so if you want to reach out to me about what you think, then please do so, because I want to know. Um, Folk dances come from various countries for various reasons, and they reflect the essence of the people and their way of life. So many of the dances include themes such as birth, death, hunting, marriage, fertility, coming of age, war, religion, nature, astronomy, and the universe. Um, And these dances are said to be the souls and the spirits of their people, and it's like a type of language, which I think is also very powerful and beautiful. Um, They talked about how they have many formations, such as circles, semicircles, squares, parallel lines, and this just made me wonder if there was a specific function for each of these formations, or if it was just for fun. Um, And they also talked about the basic steps, which are walking, running, skipping, galloping, sliding, hopping, jumping, (laughs) leaping, (laughs) Um, you name it, but there is uh, a use of repetition um, that is different with folk dance. Um, It's more accessible um, and it is for people to catch on quickly, so it's rather simple. Um, And folk dances have been transformed into social dances, which makes perfect sense. Since it is an involvement of something that is already social and possesses a sense of community. So, some examples of this are tango, foxtrot, jitterbug, and swing. I also love the quote that said, I started to dance in my mother's womb and will continue to dance in my tomb. (laughs) I thought that was just very clever and funny, so I'm really glad she added that. I also really love the last paragraph because she was talking about how folk dances should be more present in our day-to-day routines, and she gave an example saying, if all the business, political, technology conferences could include a seminar on folk dance, the participants would leave with the spirit of clean fun and a clever understanding of cultural diversity, which I think sounds awesome um, and something that we need more of, and since it's a great way to bring all types of people together. Um, And moving on to the next reading, Um, this one began by mentioning that the history of Japanese folk culture culture, took the form of grotesquery. Most dances were about demons or ghost stories which were performed at festivals. Um, I was not expecting to read that, so I was honestly a little shocked, but at the same time I also think that's super cool and different because not too many cultures want to express their darker side. Um, And I personally love ghost stories and whatnot, so to see or read about one being danced would be intriguing. Um, And it was. And the author then dove into the dance theater form of uh, Bugaku, which is the oldest institutionalized dance form in the world. And at first, it was a stately dance for emperor's court, and it originated from Chinese culture. And it was a dramatic form that had specific characters and storylines, and it eventually became abstracted into a more ritualized courtly dance. and gagaku was the traditional court music that went with it. It also had different types of dances, such as military, court, children, women, and running. Um, and all of these were done by males and in groups of two, four, or six. Um, they also wore masks that represent supernatural beings or mythological animal gods and are used for one dance only. They also use props like swords, oversized jewels, and branches. And I had absolutely no idea that this was the oldest form um, of institutionalized dance. And I also questioned why it was only males, or why it was always in 2, 4, or 6? Um, and is it more difficult as an audience member to feel the dancers' performance, performance presence while they wear a mask, or does the body contain that presence and expression? And in what ways does the mask make a difference? Um, and once again, if any of you out there would like to answer these questions, please send your thoughts my way. The next dance form they discussed was No. It was not a polished form, therefore, it was considered beneath the dignity of the ruling class. Um, and a lack of realistic presentation and extensive use of symbolism require a high level of understanding and sophistication from the viewers. Because certain gestures had specific meanings, but if you didn't know or understand those meanings, you probably wouldn't be able to understand the entirety of the performance. Uh, and they're based on morality themes and it captures the mood of a moment both the performer and the audience share hana as an ultimate spiritual performance um, experience and hana means spiritual beauty Um, it continues to say that a no program consists of two no plays which could be about gods warriors well-born ladies mentally disoriented persons and supernatural beings they use props such as fans, which serve as extensions of the hands since they wore long sleeves. And next up is kabuki. Um, this is a theater that reflected the average Japanese person's tastes at the time of its development. It uses more elaborate scenery, costumes and makeup, incorporates quicker movements and is more of a dramatic spectacle. The name kabuki means unusual or out of the ordinary. Um, and it was stated uh, or started by a woman named Ukuni, I believe, <laughs> um, but sort- shortly after, um, only males would play the female roles, as well as all the others, uh, which is similar to the era of Shakespeare. And in 1637, Japanese people weren't allowed to leave the country, and even traveling within the country was discouraged, so careers eventually became hereditary. Soon, only families that were previously actors and dancers in this form could perform their roles, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and some questions that were swirling around my head were, why did the government feel so threatened that they wouldn't allow travel, and what was the tipping point for that? Um, it then went on to say that white skin was associated with social superiority, so well-born characters had white-based makeup, whereas cousins wore darker makeup. And I didn't realize that they had views like this during uh, this period of time, uh, which just goes to show how deeply rooted racism is in all other countries around the globe. And it's just disheartening to hear that there was also a white superiority complex present present there, as well as our own country, and um, yeah, it seems to be affecting too many places. And the last that they talked about was Butoh, which was my favorite to read about. Um, It is an avant-garde dance theater form that has been called Japan's most startling cultural export. Its themes center around creation and and destruction, and also has an element of stomping. The main pioneer of this dance is Kazuo Ono, and the reading said Butoh belongs uh, both to life and death. And in The Dance of Darkness, Tatsumi Hijikata, who studied under Ono, referred to uh, social taboos and forbidden zones in his work, um, which was not traditionally acknowledged in polite Japanese society. Um, And this made me think, what is the subject matter under forbidden zones, and what could they not speak about? Um, And what would be the consequences of performing this, if any? Uh, someone who worked with Kijikata said he was always angry about how our bodies are controlled historically and behind the social face, we have many faces, and he tried to take them off. Um, this really sh- uh, stuck out to me because I think this relates to our own Western society and how we tend to fake a smile or put on a false performance and pass it off as normal when there was something else going on in and Butoh emanated from a society reeling from the bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, so this event definitely influenced the form. Um, and the performances are characterized in full body paint, full or partial nudity, primal images, and expressive faces with mouths open and silent screams. Um, and his work... Uh, well, his actual work is to awaken emotions of the body sleeping in the depth of history. And I think that statement holds a lot of power. Um, and I've noticed while reading that this form balances between darkness and light, grotesque and beauty, and other dualities as well. Both men and women can be butoh performers, so that revolutionizes almost all of the other... Uh, dance form since it was only males that could be performers. Um, And they also mentioned Mary Whitman, which is um, really cool because it transported me back to last semester when we were learning about uh, some of the pioneers of modern dance. And now I can see just how influential she was and how um, that style affected other forms as well. And towards the end, it was talking about how it wasn't widely accepted in Japan because um, the author said, until artists gain recognition abroad, they are unlikely to win approval in Japan. And I wanted to know why is that so? And why does the opinion of other regions make it more acceptable than before? And in, some, in class, some of the videos uh, we watched were about kabuki and One thing that I or a few things that I noticed from that um, were the importance of certain gestures and props and especially props because they believed in animism Which is the belief that there are spirits residing in in inanimate objects. So they hold a lot of value and in their um, their props and whatnot because um, Yeah, it's just significant and with the facial, facial expressions, you could better grasp their intention behind their performance. And also seeing it on video uh, painted a better, a better picture in my head um, than the reading, obviously, because you could see the visual representation and how the distortion of the face can represent something and have an alternate meaning. Um, and the setup of the stage was interesting because it has Uh, A main stage and then two runways, kind of coming down the side, and it included elaborate scenery and details, which made it more accurate and realistic for historical storytelling. The next video we watched was on Butoh, which gave me a lot to think about, and um, some of the things that stood out most to me were that... um, When he said... when. sorry, I don't remember his name, but the man on the video was talking about how techniques push away what is crucial, which is the spirit, um, and more focus on the internal and emotional side. Um, And I think that's so true, because I really connect to that. Um, I've never really been um, influenced by technique in my dancing. I'm more so an emotional dancer, and technique is kind of in the background of my mind, um, it's definitely not in the forefront. Um, and I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I think that emotional expression and uh, authenticity of what you're feeling while you're dancing is more important than being, you know, completely technical. Um, although technique is still very important. Um, and he also said that art can't be taught, um, which I don't know how I feel about that because. I agree that is it's something that can be naturally occurring, but um, I don't know. I think it can be taught to some certain extent. Um, and they also emphasized the distortion of the face, which was really jarring to see because the distortions were really extensive. And um, yeah, you could just see the pain um, on their faces, which uh, were really moving. Um, and he also mentioned that dancing through, uh, that he danced through life, and that life taught him how to dance, which I thought was just a very pure and wholesome statement. Um, and before I go, I just wanted to add that from both of these readings, I was able to come up with one major connection to realistic dance. Um, a ritualistic thing, sorry. Um, it all requires an act of surrendering and becoming an empty vessel to take on different embodiments, um, which takes an immense amount of self-discipline, commitment, balance, and strength. All right, that is all I have for you today, so thanks so much for joining me, and stay tuned for next week's episode. Peace!